Hotep. Hello. Welcome back to the Magic of Egypt podcast, episode 10. Where, 10. <laughs> 10. Where we are going to talk about the herbs of ancient Egypt. Yeah, so this is going to be kind of cool. We're kind of talking more about modern witchcraft with ancient Egyptian history tied to it rather than sticking way, way, way in the past like we kind of have been. So we're going to be talking about herbs that we found mentioned in ancient Egypt and how they are used metaphysically today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was way too close to my mic. Oh, I saw that spike and I'm like, oh shit. Oh, well, it'll be fine. At least you're being the loud one this time. Yeah, I am. By the way, I'm 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 Allie. Yes. I'm Allie, this is Amber, and thanks for hanging out with us. We're excited to have you, as always. Oh, yeah. So for this episode, we use three main sources, and then there's other, like, smaller sources that we use, as always. Our references will be in our link tree, which you can find pretty much everywhere. I think it's in our description. It is. It's on our Instagram and our TikTok, and it's everywhere. So we use the Papyrus Ebers. I know I did not pronounce that correctly, but I watch a lot of sorted food and one of those guys' name is Ebers. So now it's the Papyrus Ebers. <laughs> we used Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs and the Modern Witchcraft Guide to Magical Herbs by Judy Ann Nock. For the most part, that's where we got our, our information from for this episode. Yes. And we're going to probably not pronounce a lot of these things correctly. Oh, no, no. I... That's not what we're about, you know? No. <laughs> Welcome to the chaos. <laughs> Welcome to the magic of Egypt where Ali and Amber can't pronounce anything correctly. Do watch a hootie. Oh, God. Poor guy. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of these we have, actually all the ones we're mentioning today, we have metaphysical properties for. We don't really have, at least that we found, a great source to know what they use these things for back in ancient Egypt, at least not a enough of a reliable source that we felt comfortable sharing with you guys. So these are strictly the modern metaphysics. Like we know some of them, like we know that like, I don't know, there were certain herbs that were used in mummification, certain uh, like frankincense and myrrh were used to clear temples. We know some Uh things it's just like aloe vera. Like we know kind of how they used it, but not necessarily the metaphysical properties back then. So this really is talking about modern metaphysics. And it goes without saying that herbal remedies should be talked to your doctor about. And don't don't use us for medical advice. We're both falling apart at the seams. Like, don't, <laughs> don't take medical advice from us, please. Especially me. Not like, yeah. I'm just getting over a cold. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice. I can't hear it. If if it makes you feel any better, I can't hear I it. I feel like I hear it, like listening to my own audio. Yeah, don't use... We're not doctors. So these herbs are definitely not to be used in lieu of what your doctors have prescribed you or mm-hmm. in lieu of like therapy, mm-hmm. anything of that sort. Okay? Okay. And like, don't eat herbs that you're allergic to. Yes. Please. <laughs> be careful. Just... just- all right, let's get started. Or All let's... right. We're going to start with acacia. 
and it was used for protection and to bring in your psychic power. In some countries, it was tucked in your clothes or placed over the bed to ward off evil. It could be used in money and platonic love spells as well. Now, I have I have a little bit of a rant about love spells. I oh no, I know. <laughs> love spells like self love spells totally fine, totally okay with me. But when it comes to doing love spells against someone's consent, is another thing, and I do not condone this. And I'm pretty sure Allie would not condone that either. So <laughs> let's just I just hmm? think love is gross. So. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I just I've been I've been a victim of a love spell. It is not fun. It is absolutely messy and it's not I do not condone it. I can't stand it and I can't stand like the thing like everyone's obsession over it. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Rant done. Well Let's no, go. it's it's someone put a love spell on you maliciously. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an entirely different thing than like you know somewhat like a like a couple deciding to do it or like even not Mm -hmm. asking someone to do it that's an entirely different story for another time but like someone maliciously put you under a love spell and that's effed up i agree so that's why that's why i'm very weary about love spells so Mm -hmm. there's a couple of more herbs down here that we'll list off that we'll talk about using it in love spells but i'm just i'm pretty sure there's a there's a herb that we're talking about later that's used to break love spells. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I just wanted to give a little rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> what they're signing up for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the next herb that we're going to talk about is aloe vera, which is primarily used for protection and like luck spells. It's a super protective houseplant against anything that kind of gives you that icky feeling or that like stagnant negative energy and just clears out that negativity. It's also great to put into sachets and carry it around for luck. Or if you just want more protective vibes, it could also be drank as a juice, drunk as a juice, drank as a juice, drank it as a juice. Drinked it. I've, I've been getting really into, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later. I've been really getting into like certain aspects of kitchen magic so like aloe vera juice being used as a protection spell like can you and i don't know about like the the ickiness of aloe vera juice because i live with someone who has an aloe vera allergy but like can you use aloe vera to like like you know when you like lock a mirror yeah and you have that like liquid could you use that almost in the same concept and paint on your door with aloe vera juice or is it like sugar and you're essentially like painting on your door with soda. I don't know. These are kind of the things that we're going to talk about. Maybe that's actually might be a really good idea. Have I you mean, drank aloe vera? I have. It is very tasty. I love putting it in my green tea with like green is tea. Is it like it. sweet like that? Like like would it attract bugs or like eat oh. paint? Like that's what I'm asking. It probably will attract bugs. It is pretty sweet. Oh, maybe like a outside yeah, thing maybe. then. But that's like maybe. that's where the bugs live. Yeah. So, do I set? Yeah, I've been really getting into like herbalism and trying to think about my spell work differently. Yeah, so that's why this episode is so exciting to me because I like I like to think. Is that what I want to say? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of piques my curiosity about 
what can be used for what purpose. And I think that, like, I'm thinking about, like, can you burn aloe? Like, aloe is known as the burned plant because it has that, like, gumminess to it or, like, the sticky, like, okra-y-ness to it. So is it burnable? Like, can you dry aloe? And, like, maybe this is, like, an ignorance thing, but it's, like, these are the kind of things I, I thought about when we were researching the episode where I'm like, what can I use this for? Hmm. Hmm. Could you burn it? I don't know. Maybe we would have to like research it more. I'm, I'm going to Google it. Hold on. Is okay. aloe vera burnable? Burnable? Flammable maybe is the word I should use. <laughs> <laughs> aloe vera is considered non-flammable with a flash point of greater than 548 degrees Fahrenheit. Is dried aloe flammable? It is a non-flammable powder when dried. Oh. Don't test this. Don't be like, hey, Allie and Amber told me to try and burn aloe. Please don't. I think it's don't. I think the plant itself is just too wet. Yeah, it's it's slippery. It's, it's a very slippery plant. They're really cool. I think there mm-hmm. are like ASMR videos <laughs> you can look up. No, those give me such heebies. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's like I can do like the soap cutting. Like when mm-hmm. they do the tiny dice and that's it. Like I, everything else like gives me like the ick. So calamus is a very poisonous plant. Do not eat this. Calamus was used in Egypt in modern metaphysics. It is an extremely poisonous plant, but it's used for luck and money and protection and healing somehow, which I don't know how that works with a poisonous plant, but whatever. It can be made into beads. And however you would use beads in a spell work, you could use it like that. Like, I don't know if you use like, like a rope, I guess. Like, I don't know, like maybe a binding, but it's protection. So it's like, this is, this is the conversation. Like, what would you use this for? Uh, Like a witch's ladder. You can put it in a witch's ladder for your protection and use Mm -hmm. not magic for it. Yeah. I don't know if I would use it. Yeah. I don't know if I would use it for like jewelry. Like these beads, hypothetically, if you were to make or buy beads, but like, don't, don't eat it. Don't burn it. Don't let your fish look at it. Don't, don't do any, just, I personally wouldn't use it unless I was doing like something kind of baneful, but it's a protection herb. So I don't, I don't know how I would use this one. And maybe that's my own, me sticking to my own comfort zone kind of thing where it's like, Mm -hmm. I use the herbs that I have and I don't really venture out of that but this is kind of what the point of the podcast was was to kind of talk about herbs and like how can we use different things in ways that maybe we haven't before i don't know i'll shut up now since it's you can use it in if if you wanted to want to use it for in painful magic you could use it in protection magic as a as sort of like a ward within your protection to send Mm -hmm. back like a send back kind of protection spell yeah i think i'm too chicken shit that's I feel funny. like I don't trust myself to be like, yeah, yeah that's what it's going to do. Like, I'm convinced that one day I'm going to try and like, I already have like one baneful word that I kind of look at. And I'm like, I don't know if I hexed myself or if this is a painful word. <laughs> and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> I, I mean, going back to, you know, don't let, don't let your fish eat it or look at it or anything. If you have mm-hmm. pets, I would not have any kind of poisonous herb whatsoever within mm-hmm. your within your Area. cabinet yeah like because i have a i have a cabinet where i put all my witchy stuff so mm-hmm. me too 
those are the sorts of things that you'll have to cross-reference and make sure that the herbs that you are using are safe for not only you, you know, your pets. Keep that in mind. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Just really quickly, the next one is carob. And carob is used to support your health and to get rid of, like, the gross negative energy around you. It, that's kind of cool, though, because carob is chocolate. Mm. So I think I think carob is one of the primary stages of roasting chocolate from like the like the fruit to the candy bar. Oh, I I think I'm pretty sure. So it's like, what's the metaphysics of a candy bar? Like, what can we use something like that for? Like, this is the rabbit hole that I've been falling down for the past like two and a half, three weeks when I'm like researching, not necessarily just this episode, but like herbalism as a whole it's so cool to think about like just you guys wait until we get further into the episode about my uh my uh cocktail rant <laughs> oh my gosh so that means if i eat like a reese cup but yeah so it's like it's carob and peanuts and even sugar has metaphysical properties like i'm sure mm. if you eat like a higher quality peanut butter cup there's less ingredients obviously yeah. So like that's more what I would go off of, not like a like a Hershey's almond bar. Like I wouldn't yeah. try and like decode the metaphysics of whatever crazy <laughs> uh, preservatives that they're putting into that. Yeah, no. But something like like I've been researching like coffee magic a lot. So like the metaphysics of coffee, uh, dairy milk, and like hazelnut syrup and like hazelnut like flavorings like with natural hazelnut in it i've been researching that and it's a really cool rabbit hole to go down oh man oh babe once we stop recording this phone call this, this phone call oh my god this podcast i will absolutely unload with on you about coffee magic if Please. you like sure that sounds great mm -hmm. sounds great next up will be cinnamon and it was used in embalming for its antibacterial effects. It can help in spirituality, success, bring in healing, facilitate psychic powers, used for protections and love spells. It was burned as an incense that can help raise high spirituality vibes and or used in sachets and infusions for these purposes. I love mm -hmm. cinnamon. I love putting cinnamon in my coffee too. Like I just... Mm -hmm. I, I love burning cinnamon sticks instead of Palo Santo. Yeah. Because like I'm... I'm Italian and Middle Eastern, like I'm not of the culture that can use Palo Santo. But like instead of Palo Santo, I'll burn cinnamon and I'll smoke. I'll, I'll use that after I burn. Like I, I grow like blue sage and garden sage and I'll dry that and make my own bundles. Mm -hmm. And I use cinnamon after to kind of bring in that like positive energy and like success. And like we were talking about like the protection and all that. Even if I'm at work, I have like a cinnamon spray that I just spray around. I have a cinnamon spray three feet from me that I use. <laughs> but it's like I stuck a cinnamon stick in a spray bottle with some clear quartz and I filled it up with witch hazel. Okay. It is the, the it's darker brown than Coca-Cola. And like I just let it sit there and every month I spray like my work area and I just do that whole thing shit i might do that and it's just really it's really handy it's cheaper than making it for sure it's great and it smells nice <laughs> cinnamon yes <laughs> who would have thunk <laughs> i love cinnamon it's just a really great i mean like obviously it tastes great but it's a great spell ingredient i'm mm -hmm. spoiler 
I'm making a line of loose incense for my shop. And a lot of them have cinnamon in them because it's such a great base. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of hard getting your hands on cinnamon sticks that are priced well because it's such a expensive ingredient when bought in bulk. (laughs) It is. But yeah, spoiler alert, that's going to be showing up in the shop soon. Yay. So the next one we're going to go over is coriander. Coriander, cilantro, whatever you want to call it. It is a love and health and healing herb. It is great in spell work, either dried or fresh, or the seeds can be used for traveling spells, like to promote safe travel. Supposedly, it'll also help with headaches, but we're not doctors. And I have the, do you have that coriander gene? Me? Yeah. No. I do. I've got real bad. <laughs> so it's like the, the Cunningham talks about if pregnant women eat coriander, their future children will be ingenious. It's on page 91 of the book if you have it. And I'm like, sorry, my future children. You will not be geniuses because I'm not eating soap. I'm Funny enough, like Sean and I were talking about this because I was like chopping up cilantro for our little mm-hmm. tomato salad that I make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel so bad for Allie because she ha- she's got that gene where this tastes like soap and I fucking love cilantro. <laughs> I have it so bad that even basil tastes like soap. That's that's so bad. Like, I don't know if that's included, but it's like I my personal hypothesis. Sorry, podcast listeners. My personal hypothesis is that I think someone growing up around me, like I'd go to their house and I'm pretty sure a lot of people had basil scented soap. So now oh. my brain associates that smell with soap. That sucks. Because I, I even love the smell of cilantro. I love chopping it Ugh. up and it's just like, oh, and then my fingers smell like it. And I'm like, yes. Yes. You good? <laughs> <laughs> it just it's so good. Okay, before we get weird about cilantro more, let's talk about fenugreek. <laughs> Allie. So fenugreek is great in like abundance spells and protection. You can scatter the seeds to bring in blessings upon your property. Infusions of this herb were used to dispel bad luck and warding off evil. I've never used fenugreek in a spell before. I don't think I've used fenugreek in cooking. I don't think I've seen fenugreek ever in my life. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. But then again, I I don't know much about herbs. I know fenugreek. Like I know, I'm pretty sure they use it in like Mediterranean cooking. Yeah. I just haven't fried it. So that that's another like door that I'm opening where it's like, okay, this is something I've genuinely never seen. in. I've seen it on TV. I've never seen it in real life before. So, like, what can I use it for? Yeah. So, frankincense is the next one. And it is and was, back in ancient Egypt, a very powerful cleansing and protective herb. They use it frequently in Egypt for all different reasons. But even in modern times, frankincense is used for powerful spell work like exorcisms or really difficult cleansings. It was also used as offering to the gods. So it's a great modern offering also if you can get your hands on it. I've only ever seen it sold as a resin. So this isn't something that you can eat or make into a tea or something. Because it's a resin, you can burn it. You can, I guess, put it in a sachet and carry it with you. Frankincense essential oil I put in. I offer my gods a glass of water every day. And at the, at the night, at the night, at nighttime, I take the glasses of water. I put it into a humidifier and I put sometimes nothing but like i'll put like frankincense essential oil or i'll put like mint essential oil or myrrh or something 
And that's just like a really great kind of like giving it to the gods twice and also not wasting the water by like just letting it sit there or dumping it down the sink or drinking it or whatever. It's just a new way, I think, to kind of give that back to them. I love that. I honestly do. Thanks. So like frankincense essential oil is also really great to have on hand. I've got like a, how big is this Coke? 12 ounces. So I've got like an eight ounce bottle of frankincense oil. Nice. I have myrrh oil from Egypt Mm -hmm. and I use it in baths and stuff. And I just, I love it so much. I have to check and see if frankincense oil is okay for cats because I might start doing that. I also find that I will smell frankincense and myrrh. And I kind of take that like as my gods are around when my connection to them is kind of at its weakest and I can't really feel them sometimes, mostly with Seer, will just give me like a like a sniff of like something. And I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Yes. (laughs) That does the same thing to me. Someone must be around. Yeah. Like Mm. that to me smells like myrrh. And I think that's why I'm just like, yes, myrrh. I'm going to light myrrh. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't, it actually didn't click until I went to Egypt and we were standing in an area of, I think it was Dendera. It was one of the temples we were in and there's some areas where, and it may be just because of like our connection there or, or something, but I could still smell the temple herbs. Like I can still smell the the incense in the temple. Mm -hmm. And I can, it's not because it's, I don't think it's still there. And I'm like, wait, this smells like set. I would love to imagine a world where the temples are upkept as they would have in like, not, not just like Egypt, like, you know, Greece and wherever. I would love to see a world where those temples are kept up to date as they would have, like still cleansing it, like in our case with like frankincense and myrrh and like performing mm-hmm. like rituals. And I think that would be so cool, not just as a, from a comedic standpoint, but from like an anthropology standpoint and like a history standpoint, that yeah. would be awesome but also i know that like preservation of those temples take this is an entire other rabbit hole that i could go down (laughs) and i'm just gonna shut up here (laughs) our next one will be garlic and it's amazing so it was used as a protective herb and it helps with healing and with a bunch of other aspects Allie mostly uses it in protection spells with the garlic bulbs cloves and garlic powder are all acceptable forms to use. Even the roots and the scapes can probably be used. Actually, garlic root would be sick in a ward for the home. Honestly, yeah, I could see it being pretty sick for the ward of the home. Mm. Also, keep in mind that garlic is toxic to your pets. Just keeping that in mind. Yeah, don't give them garlic. But yeah, I, I just picture garlic because, like, when you're rooting something down, you're kind of trying to either keep it in place or keep it as it is. Yeah. At least that's the way I look at like using roots and spell work. So something like garlic, which is a great protective herb, it has all these awesome like anti-theft aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Just using the roots in warding to me makes a lot of sense. But again, this yeah. is the rabbit hole that I've been going down for the past three weeks. <laughs> that's, that's fair. So this is kind of Amber and I's, like, one of our absolute favorite herbs, just, like, period, not even for metaphysics. Hibiscus. I love it. In Cunningham, I'm just going to quote it because, like, we we could not word it any better. So in Cunningham's Book of Herbs, page 137, that's where he discusses hibiscus. Quote, the flowers of a red hibiscus are brewed into a strong red tea, which is drunk for its lust-inducing powers. 
this drink was forbidden to women in Egypt for this very le- reason. End quote. <laughs> like, I love that. And I love that I have a like a 30 ounce can of hibiscus juice upstairs right now. <laughs> I love hibiscus. But hibiscus, in, in Egypt, hibiscus was a very commonly used herb as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. And in modern times, it's still used for those lust and protective and love properties, but it's also used in divination. And just as a side note, I make bomb carcade tea. I, love I don't it. know if I pronounced it right, but it has been requested. I made it for what prom pet last year and I had a bunch of friends over and I'm pretty sure almost every single person that was there has requested that I bring carcade to like when I go to their house, they're like, can you just make that tea? <laughs> Please. It's also given to you as like a, uh, as a welcoming drink in some places in Egypt mm-hmm. when you go and it's just so, it was so amazing. We as soon as we got into the old cataract hotel and waiting for our room to be ready, they gave us a, a glass of it and it was just, it's so good. It's so refreshing. And I, I miss it and I need to make some, I have hibiscus tea and I just need to make it. I just want to make like a big batch of it. Not like a big, like a pitcher yeah. of it and have it on hand because it's so mm-hmm, me too. like naturally sweet. And like, I'm trying to not drink as much calories yeah. in my diet mm-hmm. as I have a can of Coke sitting right next to me. <laughs> that um, works. <laughs> well, no, it's like, I need the caffeine. I'm dying. Yeah. But like, it's so good. I need to have like a designated hibiscus tea pitcher. Right now I have a pitcher of blue Lotus tea in, in my fridge, which is an entirely different story, but <laughs> I would have to do a different pitcher because it's red and I feel like it would stain. Oh, so I'd need like a designated Maybe. Carcade pitcher. If you get a glass one, it should be fine. That's true. So now I'm going to go down my juniper rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So juniper is another protective herb that could also be used commonly like in exorcisms and protection magic. It's great for anti-theft, for love, for health, things like that. And this is kind of where I wanted to go off on my, my alcohol tangent, because I'm pretty sure that juniper is one of the main ingredients in gin. So can we, because like we need... Let me back up for a second. So like when you're doing like a fire spell traditionally in a like a cauldron or like something flame resistant like that, you use some kind of lighter fluid, right? So you'll use like a like Florida water or like literal lighter lighter fluid or like you can use like a like a charcoal disc or something like that. Just add something for the, the fire to catch, right? Yeah. So if you use something like gin, what are the ingredients in gin? Yeah. And like, can you use that for your spell? Like, if I'm doing a protection spell, mm-hmm. can I light it with juniper and uh, with gin and add those juniper qualities into my spell? Even if I don't have any juniper in my spell, it's in the gin. But it's a that's a fire hazard too, because gin's alcohol, right? Well, yeah, but like that's what that's what we want is we need something that's flammable for the fire to catch. That's the point. Please practice safe fire safety. Don't buy alcohol if you're under the age of 21 in the United States. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Lots of disclaimers. disclaimers. But like, this is my rabbit hole that I've been living in. Vodka is made from potatoes. Yeah. I don't know what the metaphysics of potatoes are. I can look it up right now. Uh, metaphysical properties of potatoes. Taters. Protection, grounding, and more. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of just going on protection. So like, can you use gin or vodka to light your protection spell if you're using something like a cauldron? Because you need something that catches the fire. I would say so, yes. So like that that's, you know, like when we're on FaceTime and I look distracted, that's the rabbit hole I'm down. <laughs> like, I, I think, honestly, I feel like it would it would work. I've just been like reevaluating all of the spell work that I've done so far. And I'm like, I could have made that so much better. And that's kind of why we're doing the episode is because like, hey, maybe this will help someone think about their spell work differently. Yeah, like me. <laughs> However, I, I can't. <laughs> I live in an apartment and I don't have places where I can just go light alcohol on fire. So I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just make a trip home and then we can have a bonfire and then I can just light things and throw it on there. I mean, as long as you don't have anything flammable over your stove, like yeah. you can have like a tiny cauldron on your stovetop. Like I've done that. We do that in at work all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm you just got to wor- know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm worried about like the smoke and stuff. And like I don't even I have charcoal discs where I can because I have re- myrrh resin, like actual myrrh resin that I wanted to burn mm-hmm. on like charcoal discs. And it smokes really like mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot. Well, the charcoal itself smokes. Yeah. And it smells gross. At least the charcoal dish that I have. <laughs> I'm like, I hate this. It isn't. Uh, the ones that I have, I, I don't, it doesn't really have a smell. I, I could just, I just smell the myrrh. So, mm-hmm. and it makes me happy. I'm good. But I can't use it because it smokes so much. I'm afraid of it setting off fire alarms and then it would be an inconvenience, not for me, not just for me, but like everyone in the apartment building. <laughs> That's a whole lot of their problem. <laughs> so I might, when weather gets better, I'll just sit outside on my balcony and do it. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, just be careful, babe. Yeah. I will. It's your turn. Why do I always get the ones with the love spells? <laughs> I've always gotten the one with the love spells. All I'm getting is protection, so like maybe that's saying something. Maybe. Uh, fuck. Well, we're going to go on with leaks. And it's it's basically like an onion. So anything in the onion family is protective and they can be used. But this, they can be used in love spells. And according to Cunningham on page 153, it is, quote, when two people eat leeks, they will fall in love with another. Oh, isn't that sweet? The next one is lotus. We're kind of specifying this as blue lotus because that's what our experience is in. Yeah. So Lotus brings in protection, and it was used in rituals in ancient Egypt as a way to connect to the divine. It's burned as an incense or made into a tea. Lotus is a very common offering to the Neteru. The pods and the seeds could also be used as an antidote for the love spells that Amber hates. Yes. But blue lotus specifically, depending on where you are in the United States, it might be outlawed. So I think like Louisiana, I'm pretty sure blue lotus is illegal. Yeah. So before you go out and buy some, check your state laws. We can speak for like New York, California, and Washington that you can get Blue Lotus there. Yeah. But outside of that, we can't guarantee that you guys are going to be able to get your hands on this, especially if you're international. We don't know what's going on in your country. We barely know what's going on in our country. I love Blue Lotus tea. It does in certain quantities have psychoactive event uh, like yes. properties to it. Just be aware of that. Like, don't be like, oh, my God, like, why do I feel weird? It's because you drank Blue Lotus. Yeah. It's very, I feel like berry-like in flavor. Like, it's the least floral flower I've ever eaten. <laughs> yeah. It might, yeah, it was very berry-like to me, too. 
but I could taste a little bit of the flour. Oh, yeah. 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 I have a, not to whore out my shop, but I have a blue lotus oil that whenever I'm steeping it, I'm like, this just smells so good. It does. It smells really good. It tastes really good. Mm -hmm. If you're not allergic to it. (laughs) Amber is. (laughs) Found that out the hard way. I just love, like, especially in an oil, it's so useful especially like if you are doing like it's a great candle dressing like that's primarily what i use it for i use it as a perfume and i use it as a candle dressing i had it as a tea and that's how i knew uh, internally i can't have it but like oh yeah the the tea is wonderful yeah the tea is great i can wear it as a perfume but i can't i can't drink it and i'm really upset i'm so fucking upset (laughs) i'm sorry babe supposedly you could also use blue lotus to or like lotus in general to unlock locked doors like it was said that you could place the root of a lotus under your tongue and say certain things towards a locked door and it'll open i haven't tried it because i don't have any lotus root but maybe that's an experiment i should try since only one of us can (laughs) yeah i was like you let me know if that works yeah Oh, you have my favorite herb up next. You just took mine, so. You're allergic to it. I know I'm allergic to it. I'm so upset. But it's your favorite? It's one of them. Mint is also another favorite. And myrrh. Myrrh is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm so upset about being, I was hoping, I was hoping it was the honey that I put in it because I was drinking it for, to help me sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, if this works, it'll be a good alternative to the expensive herb that I was going to use. Mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there and then i'm like oh this tastes really good it's so it, i started feeling really calm and relaxed and i'm like yes this is great and then my throat started feeling funny i'm like shit <laughs> i'm like shit no she texted me she's like what do i do i'm like i don't know dude <laughs> i'm on the other side of the country bro <laughs> so i unfortunately i only got like halfway done with my cup and I unfortunately had to dump it because I'm like, I can't, I can't drink it. And I'm like, all right, well, then I'll, I'll do a test in a couple of days. Let my throat kind of like do its thing, do a test. And so I made hibiscus tea and put the honey in it and I was fine. And I'm like, shit, I was so upset. <laughs> that is my blue lotus experiment. Vinny and I made a blue lotus mugwort cornflower tea. Mm-hmm. And, like, does it taste great? Not really, particularly, if I'm going to be honest. But, like, it definitely, we were practicing tarot cards on one another, and it definitely made it feel like we were reading the cards better. Yeah. Because it has those divination properties to it. It does. And, like, the cornflower and the mugwort, like, that it was just a spirituality divination bomb. Yeah. I also have mugwort, and I would put it in with my jasmine tea. Because jasmine also It's very has, bitter. It is. It is very bitter. Jasmine also has divination properties. So I'm like, all right, I'll make a jasmine mugwort tea. And then this is back when I used to do free readings on Tumblr. I would have it and then do readings on Tumblr. But I'm also afraid of putting too much mugwort in there. I didn't want to put too mm. much mugwort in there. So I, it didn't make me feel any which way or another. So I don't know. That's my experience with that, though. <laughs> I'm going to move on so I don't cry too much about the blue rollers. Our next herb is mint, and it is amazing. And mm-hmm. as far as we know, most of the Netaru like mint. So it's a great thing to keep on hand for offerings, like if you want to make mint tea. I know it's really good with Ampu, but it's also great for money spells and protection, as well as healing certain things, primarily that it 
have to do with the stomach. You can also use it as a cleansing herb if you roll up fresh mint and dry it like a sage bundle. And it can be burned to cleanse an area in a similar manner. I fucking love mint. I love mint everything like mint ice cream, mint tea. My favorite tea that I had in Egypt was in Abydos. And they have like tea from Abydos that you can get. And it's like it was like the best black tea that I had. And it was so good with mint in it. I want to like, cause I garden over like the spring and the summer. I mean, like I, we, we have a garden and whatever. Yeah. Like I actively want to try and grow more mint because I know mint grows really quickly and it's almost like a weed mm-hmm. the way it behaves where it's like, it just spreads and takes over any pot that you put it in Yeah. and it'll like regrow every year. So I, I actively want to try and see if I can get enough sage to dry a bundle with. Do you mean mint? What did I say, Sage? Yeah. That's what I did last year. Like, yeah, <laughs> mint is this year's project. <laughs> I used to have mint when we were in Florida. I would chop it up and make tea with it. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I just love I it. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> mint is good. <laughs> mint is great. I mean, even Ampu. Ampu has an epithet, like Lord of Mint, I do believe. So, myrrh, it, you know, the very famous like accoutrement to frankincense (laughs) it's another i feel like they go together like i don't really feel like i see like just frankincense or just myrrh very common commonly it's typically the both of them myrrh is another great protective herb and it is used a lot in temples again it's a great herb slash resin to keep around for both spell work purposes and for offerings for the netaru amber loves myrrh it is her favorite incense to burn it is she sent me myrrh incense I still have it around here somewhere. It just smells nice. So I kind of just keep, because it was a cone, I think, right, babe? Yeah. Yeah. I just like keep it in a cup to kind of like make the area smell nice. It is. But like myrrh was supposedly used, like burned at noon for Mm raw, supposedly. But it's great. I mean, it's got so many great properties to it. And because it's a resin, it keeps pretty well. Yeah. So it's just something really nice to have on hand. It is. I agree. I think it's it's a great one, especially especially for comedics. Like I feel like it's just the alongside frankincense, like a good all around it's like our bread and butter. Yeah, pretty much. Myrrh and frankincense. There's even incense mm-hmm. where it's just both of them in one. I haven't mm-hmm. used that, so I don't know if I, I could recommend it. But separately, if you burn them together, it smells good. So I assume that the one that has like the two in one would smell good. I don't know. It depends on the brand. I mean, at least in my opinion, like I feel like some brands just smell better than others. And like, especially when you're blending things. Yeah. Like there's one brand, I won't name it. There's one brand that just like consistently doesn't have the best frankincense scent. Like I do, like they just haven't figured it out yet. So like their frankincense and myrrh obviously is a little contaminated. They have one of my favorite scents, but other than that, I would never buy anything from them. I use a Japanese brand. The Japanese Mm -hmm. brand is definitely one I would recommend for Kemetics because of it doesn't have any kind of like bad ingredients or impure ingredients in them. And that's something Mm -hmm. that you want to avoid when going into your temple space. You want to avoid impurity in... Yeah, it's my aunt. Yeah. Your turn. My turn. I get to talk about onions. Yay. (laughs) I love red onions. But anyway, (laughs) they are used in protection, healing, and money spells. It can bring in prophetic dreams. And it was worshipped in some cities in ancient Egypt. And if you cut it in half or even in quarters and place it around the house, it will absorb negativity and evil as well as disease. 
Now, onions are also a toxic to a toxic herb or toxic vegetable to your pets, especially the cats. So be careful. Don't if you have pets, I wouldn't even leave it out and in the house because cats will they will find it. I like using onions a lot, like when I'm doing like a like a devotional meal, I guess is what I want to call it, like an offering, but like I'm cooking yeah. with the intent of eating it for the God. Yeah. My patron loves onion. Good choice. Good choice. Not like they would like eat an onion, just like the savoriness, I think, of it mm-hmm. they really like. So it's just I, I use it a lot in my my offerings. It's also just like we said, great for protection. Yeah. And for I don't I feel like any herb is protective if you throw it hard enough. <laughs> so like onions got like that weight to it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like the big ass rocks that you can get, you just use it. That's the Yeah, there's like that meme where it's like, what's the best crystal to realign the chakras of a racist? A brick? Yes. It's kind of like that, where it's like, what herb is best at protection? Onion, because you can throw it. It's funny. Don't assault people with onions. <laughs> Don't, Don't assault, assault people with bricks. or For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't assault people with bricks either, probably. Or crystals. I'm going to shut up. Anyway, papyrus is another great protective plant, but I use it primarily in my personal practice. I use papyrus more as an offering rather than in spell work. I grew a papyrus plant over the summer to kind of see if I could. And then as like, you know, it got colder, I harvest it grew like crazy, by the way. Like it broke the pot it was in. Did I show you? No. It shattered. It's a plastic pot that I put it in and it ripped the pot open because it grew so much. Holy shit. And it like warped it. It's it's nuts. I'll send you a picture later. But like I took that plant and I harvested it and I dried it. So I have all this dried papyrus i could probably make a sheet of papyrus with what i have but it was like kind of a cool experiment but i use it i make i don't sell it because i don't have enough quantity wise to sell it in my shop but i make it into an oil and i use that for offerings and spell work and perfume because it smells amazing i have a tarot deck that's made of papyrus and i don't really use it i just open the container smell it and then close the container again really quick I didn't know that was Is a that thing weird? Even... No. No, I do that with books. Is that weird? I feel like it's weird. No. <laughs> listen, listen. I think that has the same kind of vibe of me opening. There's a couple of books that I that I have that smell really good. And I will just open them just to smell them. So. It's not even like, like, you know how like used book set smell is like its own thing? Yeah. It's not even like that. It's like this very specific like especially old papyrus like I used to work in museums and like I worked with very 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 old papyrus and just like the smell that the papyrus has is so good I want papyrus perfume I didn't know that like I want to smell like it and it I don't even know how to describe it it's so specific and it's so I hate to use the word enchanting but that's the only thing that's coming to mind it's such like a for me at least because I'm a dweeb but like it's almost like a spiritual experience where it's like just smelling how good that is it kind of i don't know it just does something to me man <laughs> that's what murder does to me that's exactly what murder does to me it makes me it like it just it's very I'm, i sound like a crazy person right now <laughs> it just like it makes me not stressed out anymore it kind of takes me and like 
puts me into the present moment because yeah. normally I've got a ton of Virgo in my chart. I'm planning for nine years into the future. Like that's just my constant state of being. It drives Amber nuts. It does. But it's like when I <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my bosses too. They're like, my bosses too. They're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because in eight months we're going to need this, this, and this. And they just kind of look at me and I'm like, sorry. But yeah, like papyrus just makes me feel very like centered and very grounded and very peaceful and stress-free. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. I need to find some kind of papyrus perfume. Vinny, if you're listening to this, can you help me find a papyrus perfume? <laughs> Babe, that's exactly what Murr does to me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we're almost done. This is the last one. And it's another love one. Oh my God. Do you want me to do it? I'll do it. No, I might as well finish it. I might as well just go and be like, I, the love herbs are mine. It's fine. I'll do but it. But you're married, so. <sighs> Saffron. <laughs> <laughs> Saffron is a primarily a love herb but it is heavily associated with happiness and strengthening psychic powers apparently ali needs to invest in saffron i'm like me, i literally bought saffron tea while we were recording <laughs> <laughs> like while amber was talking i was on amazon you have to let me know if it's good because if it's good i'll grab some i'll send yeah saffron tea is a great spell and offering all of it all on its own especially since Allie is pretty sure <laughs> just okay. I, I I kind of lost all uh, semblance of professionalism towards the end of the notes uh, okay. <laughs> that's what I do on all of my notes but just like we're on page six and I gave up <laughs> but like I'm I agree I'm pretty sure it's one of the most expensive herbs on the planet mm -hmm. you if you want like true saffron it's it is pricey holy shit it's like pricey. on Amazon because I was just I was just looking at it it is ten dollars for 0 0.07 ounces yeah or grams or whatever it is I think it was two grams and 0 0.07 ounces and that's that's not that's not a lot no Especially as a tea, it is said to invoke intense joy and cause powerful psychic visions. And you can use the tea to cleanse yourself before a ritual to get the same properties. I, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show my, my fucking weebness. But the reason why I knew it was one of the most expensive herbs on the planet and stuff is because of the cooking anime. And if you know, you know. I don't. I, I know. <laughs> but I, there's also a tea in that in that anime that i want to try that i want to make because it just has a beautiful red color and i it it's supposed to help with like focus and stuff and i want it i want to make it so bad yeah so amber gets to show her weakness but that's that's why i knew that i think that's why i know most of the food stuff that i know is just because of that anime and my husband loves watching food network as well so that's just where all that information comes from so at least for our for this episode mm -hmm. that's all the herbs that we have that yes. we're we're going over obviously there's a ton of other plants that they use in egypt both for spell work for medicine all of that if you're interested in more herbs learning more about egyptian medicine things like that, please reach out to us. We'd love to do an episode like that if you guys are interested. And that's kind of the end of the episode. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So this episode was actually voted by my patrons over on my Patreon. So I want to give a big shout out to all of my patrons over there. I love you guys. Thank you so much. 
We have a ton of fun in the Discord channel. I've been doing comedic discussions on the Discord where we where I ask a question, you guys can answer them, and it's been it's been really fun. Poor setbot's been pumping out those working hard. Yeah, very very much working hard, pumping out those. Poor Steve. Poor Steve. Popping out the hieroglyph readings and it's been a lot of fun. So I just wanted to thank everyone who has been supporting not only me, but the podcast over on my Patreon. Woohoo! Yippee! Yippee! <laughs> Alright guys, I'm going to sign off. Yes. I don't know what Amber's doing, but I'm going to go. <laughs> well, our next episode will be about the crystals in ancient Egypt. So mm-hmm. be excited about that. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited. I... The, the the sentient crystal shop over here is excited. <laughs> yes. So uh, we will see you in that episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and letting us geek out about a whole bunch of stuff in this episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. Thanks for listening to our uh, mini rants once again. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about our mini rants. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. All right. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Much love.